made. Good morning and welcome to worship on this carols and cocoa morning or Sunday after Christmas. And as we get our hearts ready for worship, let's stand as we are able and join in singing Joy to the World, number 246. saw some sneak in as we were singing. So come on up, kids. Good morning. Thank you guys for wearing your pajamas. I feel like I'm not alone anymore. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Now, did each of you get one of these bags as you came in? Did you get one of these bags? This is for you. It has activities for you to do during worship um, so that you can have fun, engage in the story, and participate with us. And I see that some of you guys brought your gifts that you got. <gasps> And you and your dolly are wearing matching outfits. That is so cute. I love it, Sarah. That's awesome. Now, one of the things that I love to do is to offer a blessing over the gifts that we've been given uh, this Christmas. And I see a couple gifts. Katie, I want you to imagine your favorite gift in your head, okay? All right, and just pretend that you're holding your gift in front of you. You're doing a good job holding on to your lovey so tight. I love it. And I'm going to offer a prayer for that, okay? And then we're going to have another conversation real quick. Awesome and almighty God, we thank you for the gifts that are given to us, the ways in which people express their love for us, and let us know that there are so many blessings in life. Bless the gift, bless the giver of the gift, that we might continue to receive that love and live in a world of abundant grace. In your name we pray, amen. All right. Now, today you guys are sticking around in service. So you have those activity bags for you to, to interact with the story. There's a star that you can scratch off and make colorful. There's um, a sticker page where you can, make the, you can make the nativity scene once again. And there's a couple of big posters. They're a little bit bigger than I was expecting, but big posters that you can color with because there's crayons in that bag as well. All right? So. 
And as we participate in worship, I want you to listen to the Bible story today. And I want you to think about, and this goes for the adults as well. You don't get off the hook just because I'm giving an assignment to the kids. Um, I want you to think about, as you're listening to the Bible story, um, who you might be in that story or where you might be in that story. So it, it, it'll, it, it might seem a little bit di difficult, but at the same time, listen to the story and go, if I was in this story, I would be this character. Or if I was in this story, I would be this character that's not talked about, but would be watching from the side. And that'll pertain, or that will make sense in a little while start talking about my sermon. And I'm also going to talk about a movie that you guys very likely may have watched. Um, so that'll help us in, in worship as well so that we can have some fun and interact with each other, okay? All right. Should we pray one more time? All right. Let's be in prayer. I'll invite you to repeat after me um, as we pray together and talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for the gifts you've given and the ability to give gifts back to you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, let's transition into a time of prayer. In our church, as we don't have an order of worship in front of us, at certain points during our prayer time, you'll hear me say, Oh Lord, and your response is, Hear our prayers. Let us go to God in prayer. Awesome and almighty God, on this New Year's Eve, as we transition in our calendar to a new year, help us to recognize the fact that you are still inviting us to be a part of the Christmas story, inviting us to be a part of the wonder, to experience your love, to experience your grace, and to see how your light is shining in our lives. Give us those moments of epiphany, those aha moments where we see you more clearly, but we also see how you are calling us into being, into living out your will in the world. God, we know that you are present in our celebration and in our suffering. You bring light to the dark places of our lives and invite us to radiate your light to others so that we might be beacons of hope to those that are in darkness themselves. Allow us to be open to your call, allow us to be open to your wisdom, and allow us to truly be your hands and feet in the world. We pray all of this saying the prayer that your son taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We come to the time in our worship that most people attribute to carols and cocoa. We're going to sing some carols. And the way that we're going to do that is that I'm going to invite you to pull out your hymnal and look at pages 217 to 254. And we're going, I'm going to take raised hands and we're going to select songs to sing. And we're going to sing the first verse of the song that is selected. I'm going to give a caveat and say that we are going to hear O Little Town of Bethlehem, a special music, and we're going to sing Go Tell It on the Mountain at the end of the worship. So know that those two will be sung, so you don't need to request those. And Russ has had his hand up very nicely this whole time, so I'm going to call on Russ to be our example. Two, 40, three. Zero. Oh, that's a zero. Well, you did this, so. I was like, is it a three or a zero? 2.40, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, the first verse. And I'm going to step away from the microphone.
in the bleak midwinter. Two, two, one. down at Christmas. and then I'll come back to Nancy in a second. 261, that's outside the parameters I gave you. Hmm. We can sing a verse of Lord of the Dance. Are you guys okay with that? Sure. All right. and then we'll go to Sherry. 249. 249. There's a song in the air. I decided I didn't want to stand anymore. Sorry.
Good Christian friends rejoice. a reprise of joy to the world. 246. upon a midnight clear. up that I've missed. Carol, 220. 220, Angels from the Realms of Glory.
over here. 238. 239 and then is there are there more hands that are like I'm really craving this or I'm going to feel like it's incomplete okay so let's sing one verse of silent night Renee you had something we're not we'll sing that next we're going to sing one verse of silent night and then we're going to go to 217 with away in the manger and then we're going to invite our liturgist to come forward okay all right <laughs> That's 217 for Away in the Manger. So I added to the end of the program that Mark would come down and say, Maya, Maya would say what? And we had just sung Mary, what do you name the baby? And Mark was supposed to say, what do you name the baby? And Maya looked at him and said, I'll think about it. <laughs> yes, thank you for sharing that, Clarita. Well, since you also may not have all of your responses when we do liturgy memorized, some of you probably do, I'll do your part and mine. Okay, here we go. Here's my part. Listen and receive a reading from the word of God. And you all say, create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within us according to your grace and mercy. May we affirm our faith with joy. 
and a willing spirit. There's been a lot of spirit here this morning while we sing as we hear today's scripture. It's from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observe this star as it's rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them, where was the Messiah to be born? They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had happened. Then he sent to Bethlehem, then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is God's word to God's people. And you all say, thanks be to God. Good morning. town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep. The silent stars go by, <coughs> Excuse me. yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above. While mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of one. Christmas angels 
the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Thank you. abide with us this day. Give us the teaching. Give us the learning. Give us the receptivity that we need so that we might hear the message that you have for each and every one of us. Open our hearts. Open our minds that we might see your light in new ways. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable unto you. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We are on the seventh day of Christmas. I know that when we look at the world, um, commercials, advertisers, people who are trying to get you to buy as much for Christmas as possible, try to tell you that the 12 days of Christmas are prior to Christmas proper. But I'm here to tell you no. Christmas begins, the first day of Christmas begins on Christmas Day, and the 12th day of Christmas comes on January 6th on Epiphany. We are on the seventh day of Christmas. Um, and there's great joy in having this time of Christmas tide, this time where we take the opportunity to reflect on how God comes into our world and that there is sometimes a period of time in our lives before we get to meet Christ for ourselves. There's great significance and beauty in the fact that we have those 12 days. Those 12 days represent however long it took for the wise men or the magi to make their way to Bethlehem. Some believe that it took the 12 days. Some believe it took two years. I don't know if it really matters. At least for me, it doesn't really matter. I'll be honest with you. Because the reality for me is, is that sometimes in our lives, there is a light, that glimmer of hope, that star that shines just brightly enough that casts me in the right direction. And we don't always know the path we're going to take to encounter Christ for ourselves. But we go on a journey. And sometimes we meet those Herods in our world, those people who, who say all the right things, but something in our souls go, mm, the way he said that makes me feel a little uncomfortable. And this premonition that I received as well, telling me to go home by another direction, I'm going to listen to that and not go back to that person and tell them exactly where Christ is, because I, I have a feeling that there's a different story at play. Now, those wise men came with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gifts that they had to bring honor or homage. How many times did you hear homage in that scripture? Like three or four? Um, because it's all about giving honor and taking the time to praise the gift of Jesus in our lives. And they brought the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which represent Jesus as king, Jesus as priest, and Jesus as savior. The gold, because you give gold to a king. Frankincense, because frankincense is used in religious ceremonies. And myrrh, because it is an oil that's used for anointing at burial or death. And it foreshadowed Jesus' death so that we might have new life. As I reflected on this scripture for today, this question kept popping up as I was doing research and as I was thinking about things. And the question was, who are you in the scripture that was read? I think that's part of the reason that some, somebody a long time ago wrote the story Little Drummer Boy, because they're like, how do I fit into the story? What can I bring? I have nothing to bring. 
I can, you know, music is a great gift. I'll play my drum. And maybe you said, that's how I'm going to participate in that story. I'll be someone who brings a gift to God. But then I had this question as I was going on. Is there the possibility that I could be the Herod in the story? And that scared me to no end. I'll be honest with you. Because that concerns me. Am I a person who lives in a position of power with something to lose? Or am I an outsider who saw a light shining in the darkness and said, I need to go see what's happening there? And as I was thinking about it, a movie came to mind. And again, I'm a mom of toddlers, so I watch a lot of cartoons. And the movie that came to mind was Big Hero 6. Now, I heard some ahs, so there's, it's not just a toddler movie. As a matter of fact, I'm a little surprised that my kids like it, but they do. Big Hero 6 is the story of Hiro Tadashi. No, Tadashi's his brother. Hiro Hamada and his brother Tadashi Hamada. Hiro has a great intellect. He graduated from high school at 13, doesn't really want to go to college. As a matter of fact, all he wants to do is bot fight because this is set into the, in the future in a town called San Francisco. So imagine San Francisco and Tokyo mixed together and that's the town that they live in. And Hiro loses his brother Tadashi in an explosion just as he gets admitted to the college that he finally thinks that he wants to go to. And he has a choice to make. Does he live in anger, in fear, in sadness, in wanting to seek revenge for the person who killed his brother? Or does he use his amazing intellect and the gifts that he has to seek out justice, to to benefit the world and to also teach his friends and help his friends grow into who they're meant to be as well. And much of the movie is living in this tension of, do I seek revenge or do I seek to be the bigger person? And I think that for us, we can go back and forth between Herod and the Magi in terms of, do we seek to live in the fearful, dark, vengeful parts of our lives, or do we seek to follow a star, to look for the light, to look for the life-giving, life-affirming opportunities before us so that we live in the world, not just as someone who has experienced Christ's light, but reflects that light to others? How do we use the gifts that God has given us to make the world a better place? The Magi brought their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to help bless Jesus for the life and the road that he had before them. And then they recognized that they had a path to take to make sure that Jesus made it down that road. And that path was to not, to give, to not go back to Herod, to not give in to the pressures to conform. Hero in Big Hero 6 had some friends who, who said to him, no, we did not sign up to destroy we signed up to bring justice. We signed up to, to capture the person, but not to destroy the person. And sometimes we need to be those voices that say, no, this is not right. Sometimes we need to hear those voices that say, no, this is not right. Sometimes God uses people who are on the outside to give us a lesson of, of life and new hope. And being that today is December 31st and many of us are already saying Happy New Year's and anticipating what is to come next, my guess is that even though it's the seventh day of Christmas, many of us already have our Christmas trees down. And if we haven't taken our Christmas trees down, we're thinking about when to take them down. You even saw my post on Facebook and I gave an explanation as to why that post was on Facebook about when we start on decorating our church. With Epiphany being on December 6th, you have my permission to keep all of your decorations up till December 6th and you're still in Christmas and you're not just being lazy and not wanting to do it. You're celebrating Christmas. 
So you have time, enjoy it, enjoy your decorations. We don't have enough time. If you wanna take them down, that's okay too. I give you that permission. But I want to share with you a poem that I unknowingly have known for ages because it is a poem that was turned into a camp song. Um, I don't know how many of you know the camp song, I Am the Light of the World, but it is based off of a poem by Harold Thurman called Now the Work of Christmas Begins. And it goes like this. The song of the angels is stilled when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and the princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks. The work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among people, and to make music in the heart. Now, that song, or that poem speaks to me in profound ways because Christmas doesn't end when we pack up our boxes. Christmas doesn't end when we hit Epiphany on the 6th. That's when we need to take all of that learning, all of that light and warmth and love that we've received during the season into the world because there's a lot of people who have not experienced God's love in their lives yet. And the way that we live and interact with others, the ways in which we seek to heal, to find the lost, to feed the hungry, that's when we truly live as God's hands and feet. And that's when we give our gifts back to God. Those are the get best gifts that we can give to God, when we use the gifts that God has given to us to bring God's kingdom here on earth. Our work begins with making sure that we are existing as magis, magi, bringing our gifts in honor to pay homage to the king. Amen? Amen? All right. We now invite our ushers to come forward <laughs> um, to accept our gifts of tithes and offerings because the ministry of the church is not just our hands and feet, but also the financial well-being of making sure that ministries happen. So our ushers will wait upon us at this time.
accept these gifts, that they might be your tools, that the work of Christmas might continue, that we might see your light radiated to the world through these gifts and through our very lives as offering to you. In your name we pray. Amen. And as we talk about our lives being offerings to God, let's remain standing as we join in singing our closing hymn, number 251, Go Tell It on the Mountain. poinsettia home with you. If you are so interested in helping us undecorate the church, we would appreciate the help. And um, there is cocoa, coffee, and snacks out on the patio, so don't forget to spend some moments to visit with one another and celebrate that way. Go forth from this place knowing that we don't have to proclaim with just our words. St. Francis said, preach the gospel at all times. When necessary, use words. Our actions preach God's truth and the truth of Christmas to those around us. Know, go forth knowing that truth. Amen. Amen.